When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You act like I haven't been doing this podcast. I know how to get rid of noises. <laughs> Ethan, there's a noise. Ooh. Oh, no. Ooh. <laughs> Some, somebody come help. <laughs> Welcome to The Crunch. It is your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. You find something funny about that? Yeah. Uh, that funny was... about that? introduction yeah instead of clapping you just ripped a big old burp right into the microphone all you need is a demarcation between the pre-show banter and the beginning of the show banter that's all you need sometimes it's a clap sometimes it's a good old belcherino the important thing is that the audience didn't hear it (laughs) that's all that matters so i I, uh i just got to the office i was a little late today because Uh the office the office isn't that that hit nbc sitcom no you're thinking of parks and recreation um well, I got to the office late because I had a doctor's appointment. Turns out it's not cancerous. Um, I have bumps on my shoulder. Well, you do. Okay, you need to lead with <laughs> something other than it's not cancer. Like, because nobody was preparing for it to be cancer. I wasn't either, but like, I went to the. I have bumps Since on my shoulder. Since when did you have bumps on your shoulder? I don't. Okay, turns out it's like advanced scarring, and I've had them for like years. I've had them since I was in high school. Scarring level two. And Phoebe saw them, and she was like, You should go get those checked out. I'm like, They're probably Why was Phoebe fine. looking at your shirtless body. It was, it was probably when we were swimming. I don't know. Uh huh. But uh-huh. <laughs> okay. And she goes, right. You need to get those checked out. And I'm like, all right, cool, I'll go. And I went, and she was like, so, first of all, like, they're totally benign. And I was like, I figured they haven't gotten me yet. <laughs> it's been a long time. So, but yeah, Did she, she said Did she give that, you, like, any creams or balms or ointments No, or so apparently salves? The, only, the only solution is, like, a steroid injection. Oh, yeah, okay, all right. Steroid, hey, yeah, right, time. yeah. It's like, I'll go, I'll go lift right afterwards. I'll, like, mm-hmm. finally pass Father Anthony. Um who? But you get, gosh dang it, I even told myself I wasn't. Um, uh, it, you get like a steroid injection and then it'll like, it'll flatten. But sometimes it'll concave, so it'll go even deeper than your skin. And so you'll get like, oh. instead you'll get a crevice. But my insurance might not cover it because some insurance is counted as cosmetic. So, mm. But we'll it's see. advanced scarring. This isn't your normal scarring. This is advanced scarring. Yeah. Scarring 2, sc- still scarred. Yeah. Scarring 2, the sequel. <laughs> But then after that, I had a uh, Wi-Fi installation. I finally got Wi-Fi at my apartment, uh-huh. which means we might be able to record when I'm at home now, which is oh, awesome. Oh, thank goodness. Listen, <laughs> it hasn't hasn't been a big problem yet. You but haven't had Wi-Fi at your apartment for months? Yeah, since September. Yeah. Why? I've just been using Xfinity Wi-Fi because I have a login for it, and it's worked perfectly fine. I don't know what Xfinity Wi-Fi is. So like Xfinity, if you have Xfinity and Phoebe's parents do... It's a Comcast Wi-Fi. They give you a login. You can use wi- You can use these public Wi-Fis all over the place. And they gave me and her sisters a login so that we can use Wi-Fi out. It was really nice uh, of them. It doesn't cost them anything. Mm-hmm. But so I've, I, there just happened to be an Xfinity hotspot at my apartment. And so I was oh, like, okay. here we go. But um, Phoebe can't use it because her computer won't accept it for some reason. So I was like, mm-hmm. I got to get this. 
And right. uh, anyway, so I was, I was setting it up Did the Wi-Fi. Did you get the highest megabits per second? Yeah, I got I got the most. No, I didn't. I got the cheapest Wi-Fi router that I could find. <laughs> Patrick. What? <laughs> How are we supposed to record at home when you don't even value your internet speed? It's Okay, if nothing else is running on the Wi-Fi, it'll be fine. I will be running. <laughs> <laughs> running for co- content president. <laughs> um. Maybe I can get a better router and write it. No, off. it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It really doesn't. As long as we can hear each other, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's true. Um, but I was like, all of a sudden, I was like, oh no, oh no, I have to name the network and I have to come up with a password. Oh, and I'm about to say my a... Wi-Fi password publicly. So <laughs> what webs we weave? What webs we weave? Um, and I was like, well, I gotta stay on brand. So my Wi-Fi, my Wi-Fi name is Listen to the Crunch 5G, and uh, the password is Bropossil. <laughs> is that the actual password? Yeah. Ethan wasn't long enough. <laughs> oh, dang it. Oh, sorry. Ethan phone, was too short. That was Is your phone password still... Uh... My phone password is still Ethan, yeah. <laughs> when you type Ethan on a keypad, it just make, it's, like, it's a fun little pattern. That's why. I don't even think about the letters anymore. But it's, mm-hmm. been, it's been four years. Three years. No. no. Yeah. Two and a half. Because you didn't do it right when you knew me. No, I did it, I did it at, um, at Seek, our first so, Seek. It's been three years, two yeah. years, three years, two years, three years, three years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, my phone that. password is Ethan. So if you ever find my phone, password's Ethan. Cool. Maybe I shouldn't say that because my credit card information password. is on Apple Pay. If I could just anytime, if I wanted to hack you, I could do it because I would just try all of my names and passwords and usernames. I should probably change my my phone password now. Jeez. Yeah. There was a great tweet or somebody. I think it was uh, Brendan Fraser Crane. Uh, at Catholic underscore swag I was talking about like girls Wi-Fi yes. uh, names <laughs> are like Netgear or no girls Wi-Fi names are like Godric's Hollow and guys yeah. Wi-Fi names are Netgear six eight five dash three and it's just super funny because I haven't changed I don't know if this is a security problem but I haven't changed my password from the original like twelve number and letter string that they gave us at the beginning yeah it's not a security problem yeah okay cool so I can rattle it off um. Like nobody's business. Yeah, right. Which and everyone's like, wait, hold on, back up, and I have to give it to him. It's really fun. It's <laughs> I'll bleep it out, but it's uh, <laughs> it's great. I just have it locked and loaded. Tony, Tony, put a, put a put a put a black screen over Ethan's mouth when he says his <laughs> Wi-Fi password. <laughs> if we had a Tony, I wish we had. I wish so we had easier. a Mel. Yeah, a Mel, a Tony, or a Kyle, maybe a Jamie. I don't understand those other two, but yeah. Um, Kyle was the guy at SLS this past year. Oh yeah! Come on, read good a book. old Kyle. So welcome to the podcast, everybody. It's been fun. Um, I don't know how we're gonna top last week. So if you came thinking that it's gonna be the exact same as last week, might as well just delete the podcast and crash your car <laughs> off now. your phone. The whole go ddosbuzzsprout.com and get the whole podcast off the network because there's just no chance of it we being had better. Some great one-liners. I was listening to the first Did part we? of the episode. My, I, I was surprised at how funny I said, how funny I sounded when I said, um, every, uh, it's always nice when your hometown multi-million dollar franchise throws a ball in a stadium built for more people than will go to mass today. I thought that was hilarious. I thought about that for 15 minutes after I heard it the second time. And I think I'm a very funny person. Wow. Is, should I be here in this room for this? No, this is a private moment of me patting okay. myself on the back. Please leave. Yeah, I know. Well, that's not the phrase I was going to use, but... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. 
people yeah. seem to like it. I, w- I was frustrated because we really poured our hearts out in the second half of the episode, but only people commented on how I said balls in Spanish. <laughs> Nobody really cared about the other stuff. Which Nobody really cared about the other. No, but this is our brand. I was talking to um, I was talking to a person about this over Twitter a couple of days ago because I was um, it was the Catholic Answers guy. The Cath- Catholic Answers Twitter account, go follow them because they hired a new social media manager. And he's incredibly funny, and he's using the he's using the account to just be a goofball on Twitter, which is great. I don't trust brands. I don't trust brands, but Reveal I reveal your face, slip, pick, slip, Catholic answers, or else I don't trust you. <laughs> I don't trust you. <laughs> Show me what you really look like, Patrick Madrid, <gasps> um, <laughs> Tim Staples, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I I DM'd him, and I was like, I wish that I was allowed to tweet like this when I social media managed for the St. Paul Center because I think it would have been hilarious. I mm-hmm. I for I remember for St. Philip Neri's feast day those memes that were like puns. St. Philip, I put I put a, I put in a meme that was like St. Philip Neri, and then it was him smaller, and it was St. Philip Fari. Oh yeah, that's funny. And it was when those memes were really popular, and I was like, can I please post this? And they're like, no, that's not professional. And I was like, but it's oh, Twitter. Twitter is not professional. And I was like, man, I wish that I wish I'd been able to post that because I would have been able to like add a little bit of goofiness to the seriousness of this of this organization. And the guy was like, yeah, but then you were able to do it for yourself instead. And I think you guys built a really great like brand around being able to be funny and goofy at the same time. We're funny and goofy. Yeah, we're funny and goofy, which is great because I've <laughs> I've like I this is kind of like a touch point for me because when Here I was in go. middle school, I remember I was trying to be like really serious with this friend of mine. This lady friend of mine. Whoa. Yeah. Getting real deep. And real she was like, oh my gosh, like I just can't take you serious. Like whatever you do, whenever you try to be serious, I just laugh really hard. And that like really sucked. Cause I was like, oh, yeah. does this mean that I can't share my real emotion just because I like being yes. a goofball? Yes. And I and when I've shared this with people in the past, sometimes they'll turn around and be like, Well, have you tried being more serious? And I'm just like, don't put this on me. Like I, I, I don't want to be like I don't want to be like boxed into either I'm a goofball or I'm a serious person. That just doesn't sound fun. Nobody wants to be either of those things all the time. Yep. And so I think this podcast is great for both of us to be able to let both of those sides of us shine. Mm. So this is a little bit of seriousness in the funny part of the podcast. You see, we sprinkle That's, it in. Do we? Like a little bit of seasoning. I don't think about the podcast nearly this much. I mean, this is the most I've thought about it in a lot. Okay. Maybe you should think about it more even. Oh, oh, <laughs> I did think, well, to be clear, I did. Uh, something happened earlier this week where I was like, oh, that'd be funny to tell at the, on the podcast. So maybe I do think about it, but I don't always follow through with those thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, I get do, that. Can I tell the story, though? Yeah, you. Oh, yeah, you should. I was about <laughs> oh, to be yeah, like, cool, what was cool, the cool. thing you thought of? <laughs> I was just going to, like, let it sit. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in their yeah, car is like, Ethan, say it, please. No. Give us so, that sweet, sweet content. So on Monday, it was Martin Luther King Day. Yes. Um, or Dr. King, uh, if you will. Did you know that he was a serial adulterer? I had no idea. No. It Yeah, it's on Wikipedia. Check it out. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. Okay, anyway. This Verify 2020 is sponsored by... <laughs> okay. Uh, it, it, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. I don't want anyone to get mad at me, but allegedly... Yeah, this seems like... It, that's the reason I didn't respond to it, because it seems like this is a touch point for some people. <laughs> it might be. You might use the word touch point a lot in this episode. Yeah, touch point. Touch All point, right. boys. <laughs> <laughs> touch point, gang. Uh, touch point studios, a subsection of Paramount. Um, so... so a, sub, a subsection of, of Weinstein Corporation. <laughs> Ooh, even worse. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> 
All right, so it was Martin Luther King Day, and they didn't have school. The students didn't have school. So we did a whole big old day where we had breakfast. I made breakfast at 9 a.m., eggs, sausage, Eggo waffles, orange juice. The complete breakfast part. Very healthy. Yeah. And then we went to uh, to one of those Top Golf places, mm-hmm. and we, we we hit some, crushed some balls. Hit some pelotas. Hit some pelotas. When we came back, we got some Papa John's. We were going to watch Remember the Titans to celebrate Martin Luther King Day, but no one really wanted to do that. What? Never mind. Go on. You ever seen Remember the Titans? No, I haven't. Denzel Washington. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's in it. Uh, it's a movie about schools segregating or like desegregating, then they got to play football together and they're oh, navigating. Okay. It's really good. Strong side, left side. Gotcha. I got so it confused with facing the Giants. No, not the same. <laughs> no, probably the same thing, but yeah. Um, so we did that and then we went bowling. And throughout this whole time, there's just a bunch of guys being goons, joking around with each other. At the end of the day, I was at the church. There was this freshman girl. One of the guys who was there was like talking to her about the day. And she was talking about some like all girls thing that she was going to later that night. And they were talking about the differences between like all guys gatherings and all girls gatherings. <laughs> and he's like, how come you guys won't let me come to the, they were going to watch the great British baking show. It's like, how come you won't let me come and watch the show? And she's like, honestly, you probably could. It's not like we are always like doing our nails and talking about, you know, girl stuff. <laughs> um, what I mean, and then she's like, what do boys talk about? And I was like, girls. The Bible. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, girls. And she was like, "Wait, really?" And I was like, "Yeah, almost without a, without fail, it's just girls." And then I she know. said, "I thought you my experience." Okay, well, let me finish my story, okay. and then you you can chime in. That's kind of how this works. And then <laughs> sensing a lot of hostility today. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think we both need to take a breather. I'm having a tough day. And then um, she was like, "I thought boys just talked about the stupid stuff they did on the weekends." And I was like, "Yeah, when I threw a chainsaw at a wildebeest." Like, no, that's not what I talk about. <laughs> No, that's what um, the podcast is. For. And then I said, if you, in fact, right, not only do guys only talk about girls, but if you get enough guys together, it will devolve into an inquisition where you go around the room one by one to figure out who <laughs> likes who, where guys are yelling accusations. George, you know that you like, you know, like we're just yeah. yelling. And she was like, no way that that's true. And all the guys in the room were like, yeah, that's pretty much accurate. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think that's fair? You think you um, disagree? You I know think, what? I'll take that back. I think every guy hangout that I've been a part of, eventually, it's like it settles at the lowest point, and by that I mean the singlest guy in the room. Guys are just like silt, <laughs> being stirred up by by a steamboat in the Mississippi, and then settling on the banks to be used as soil for barley. Man, you know so much about like the agriculture of the, of the deep south. Jeez. Well, it's you know I've been to the I've been to the museum. You've been to a museum. The deep south museum. For someone who grew up in the Great Plains, you know a lot about the Mississippi River. Listen, agriculture is my trade. If you've ever eaten bread, you're welcome. <laughs> Sincerely, the Kansas breadbasket of America. So that's why you made so much fun of me when I went on keto. Is did, is keto no bread? No carbs. Yeah. Oh, what a waste of a life. <laughs> i had to switch back because i realized how easy sandwiches are yeah sandwiches are the freaking goat i've you, never not eaten a sandwich you know how hard it is to like make a lunch that's not a sandwich yeah you can't you can go chicken, back you can have chicken salad without the bread but then it's just it feels kind of empty yeah well i've done that a lot but that's fine i do that a lot too i actually when i say that i mean i've never done that but this this uh this discussion of this discussion of how how boys handle themselves when they're by themselves is a great yeah. segue into our topic. But first, 
we got to take a step back into oh, the hot take time machine. Welcome to the hot take time machine. If you have a hot take five years or older, I skipped over most of the intro, but yeah, basically did. we go back in time to look at the prime of social media posting. You know, you, it a is. Hot take. If you don't go listen to the last episode where we explain it. If you have a hot take five years or older, send it to info at the crunchcast.com and we'll read it on the show and then we'll make fun of you, which is what everybody wants. Maybe we not make fun forget, of you. We have, we have Dr. Ethan's dating corner that we've been saving for like three weeks. Yeah. I've got to verify 2020 as well. Nice. Okay. Do I do I actually? Maybe I'll have to come up with one in between now and the end of the episode. Um Patrick. Please right. give me your, give me your hot take. This is the deepest. This is literally the deepest I can go. I hit bedrock on this hot take time machine. <laughs> this is like the only mining diamonds. The uh, mining diamonds. The only the only tweet, the oldest tweet I could find that was actually worth talking about in hot take time machine. Okay. Um this is from follow at Catholic Pat, which is what I t- titled my old Twitter. Uh, yes. From August 14th, 2020. Next time I'm at, at Subway, I'm going to get a sub with everything on it just to see what it all tastes like. Genius, right? Hashtag YOLO. Hashtag eat fresh. Oh, no. <laughs> and then Subway responds. The brand. No way. The brand? At Patrick Nevy. I'm not going to say my handle. You wouldn't be the first! Exclamation point. Report back. And then... I responded, man, I thought I was a trailblazer. Hashtag one small step for man. Um, and then I, I did report back. I tried an everything sub at Subway, and I discovered that I do not like jalapenos. <laughs> <laughs> but everything else is great. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't like jalapenos, I guess. Well, I didn't back then. Didn't that you, you did a combo package of not only oversharing about your life and the things that you want to do, but also you, also, <laughs> you also included a brand in yeah. it, too. Yeah. A lot of my old Twitter posts are tagging people, like uh-huh. not my friends, like uh-huh. either, either Catholic celebrities or brands. <laughs> you were a clout chaser from the day you were born. <laughs> I, came, I, came out of, I came out of the womb adding my mom. It's like at mom, follow for follow. How do you, how do you think clout chasing worked before social media? Um, huh. Like if somebody really wanted to meet, oh, I don't know, John Wilkes Booth, like they couldn't go to the sit- jail <laughs> where they <laughs> held him. <laughs> All right, let me think of someone who was famous but not for murder. Um, uh, Abraham Lincoln. The trick is get him at the Ford Theater. <laughs> oof. Yeah, I don't know. I guess he would just like you'd have to have happen to stumble upon somebody. And be like, hey, I love your work. <laughs> I feel like there were know. fewer people back then. There I think were fewer you could. People. I think you could. You could write a letter. I think that's what you could do hmm. if you were clout chasing. Well, there wasn't really a lot of clout. Like, I think clout chasing only happened after the French Revolution. Here's my honest opinion: <laughs> okay, clout chasing yeah. was only made possible by by uh, liberal classical liberalism, because before the only clout was in the nobility. The nobles had all the clout. Right. But then once it was opened up to the peasantry, to the third estate, mm-hmm. if you will, then the average bourgeoisie member could become a cloud chaser. Hmm. I didn't like Pride and Prejudice <laughs> as a book. This is not about Pride and Prejudice, but de- yeah. Well, <laughs> doesn't Pride and Prejudice detail the uh, the dreams of a bourgeoisie woman? Uh, maybe. Trying to date into the 
nobility. I don't really remember anything about the book. I just remember that I didn't like it. But <laughs> when did so I think it was when did fame become the American dream? Huh. Was that was that in the eighties? That's a good question. I don't know. I think it was quite recent. Yeah. Because I think it was I mean, whenever reality television You know what it was? But, you know what it was? It was when it was when a fourteen year old boy got a record deal with Usher after he posted a video on YouTube. Justin Bieber is the reason why every kid thinks they can be famous. Really? Yes. This is my this is my opinion. Hmm. Justin Bieber. Yep. This is he this was, is the new American dream, right? It's no longer a white picket fence and a four hundred one k. It's getting going, discovered, oh, right? And having a having a salad bowl haircut. Yeah, uh, the American dream is like posting something on YouTube and making a ton of money off me. of one thing. I know you care. <laughs> so ever. Oh, I almost fell over. <laughs> I would have laughed so hard. I could have died doing <laughs> my Bieber impression. Oh my god. <laughs> Ethan died as he lived, imitating celebrities <laughs> on the crunch. No, I just think it's funny that you tagged Subway. Like Oh that's, yeah, that's the that's, funniest part. Surely at the time, at the yeah. time that was like a normal thing to do was just to tag the brand in the thing that you were doing. Yes. But now we've pivoted. Yeah. Twitter's the only place in America where the anti capitalist movement is still going strong. <laughs> Not that I'm anti-capitalist, but I do think that uh, the Be worship of money him. is the root of all evil. So I think people just got tired of the classic like customer service on the internet thing. Yeah. I Every time I'm on a website where I'm shopping for something and a little text window pops up and says, Jen is available to help you, I'm always like, what's up? <laughs> and it's a I, robot. Yeah, it is a robot, but sometimes... It's fun to it's fun to play with them. You Here's know, a fun get, trick. Here's a fun trick. Whenever you're on like an automated phone call, just yeah. say the just say real person over and over again, and it'll connect you to an actual representative. It's funny. It's the best when you're at home and your dad is trying to watch the NCAA uh, <laughs> March Madness tournament when uh-huh. you're 13 years old, uh-huh. and the AT and T Uverse box stops working in the middle of one of the games, and he's very angry and he's calling AT and T <laughs> and <laughs> He keeps getting a robot, so he's standing and walking around the kitchen shouting, I want to talk to a human. I want to talk to a human. <laughs> if then, time travelers from the 1700s came and saw that, they would think, what a sad person. <laughs> like, he's this crazy man. Like, That's really, nope. No, but I get that. I know that dad. feeling. I'm just like, I don't, right now I don't need to tell you my phone number and my address. Right now, I need to, a person to tell me how to fix this. <laughs> we just we just miss people. The robots are taking our jobs. We learned this last week. The robots week. are taking our jobs, and Patrick's taking our jalapenos. Um, <laughs> what would you like to hear my hot take? take? Yes. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> this is from at uh, DJ underscore pillowcase. <laughs> go follow Avropostle. And it says... I'm gonna read it, so it's kind of it's in all caps, and each well, every time I I pause, it's a new line break. Okay. Okay. Can we just take a minute to think about <laughs> how great of a movie Treasure Planet is? <laughs> one retweet, six likes. Nice. That's one of those tweets that you made back then that still holds up. People still talk about how good old movies are. Not old movies, you know, but like Disney movies. Yeah. Movies that are made for children. Yes, but John now, Mulaney has a great line in the Sack Lunch Bunch. Uh huh. Um, he's like, "Kids TV was different back then. 
better, I would say, since I was a kid or something like that. Like since I was a kid back then, I liked it, so therefore it was better. <laughs> yes. I just think that I was ahead of the game because yeah. I think I was ahead of the game in a lot of ways because right around I don't know if you've seen a lot of these YouTube video essay channels that have popped up in the past two years, but a lot yeah. of them like twenty four frames of Nick, Commodore, um, Cosmonaut Variety Hour, Karsten Runquist, like all these people talking about uh, older movies and music and films and just riffing on them. Mm-hmm. And if you look back, our probably our episode where we talked about Over the Hedge was before any of those videos started coming out. You're right. And we could have been a commentary channel and we could have killed it. Oh, absolutely. I, think I had the idea. Could. I was like, what if I did a retrospect? Like literally probably four or five years ago, I was like, what if I did a retrospective on old Nickelodeon shows? That would be so funny. I'm sure so many people would love it. And I never did it. Never did it. Obviously. Because I would be a freaking millionaire right now if I had. Yeah, jeez. That's like discovering that's... how to make slime before 2016. I know. <laughs> Ridiculous. But... In 2015, when I was tweeting about Treasure Planet, I had no idea how ahead of the game I was for just saying, hey, remember this? And then you would get right? millions of clicks. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that weird? The first person to tweet about being a hashtag 90s kid is probably living in Cabo right now in his own mansion. No joke. There are some students here who went to Cabo and lived in a mansion for a week over a break. And to them, it was nothing. So the fact that you said that is like... That's strange. Yeah, I know four people that did that. Just tell last them, week. tell them, tell them one word and one word only: Patreon.com/slash/thecrunch. <laughs> More of a phrase, really. A phrase. Yeah. Give them a little bit of a little bit of a of a, of a syntax. Mm. Hmm. I don't know what that means. So we can tax their sin. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Moving on. That's it for me. That's it for Hot Take Time Machine. Thank you for listening. So. Time for crunch on that. Back to what you were saying. <laughs> Could you sing the theme song? No. Would it make Please? you feel better? Yes. Would it would would it perk you up a little bit? It probably will. I'm trying to be as perky as I can. No, this it's has okay. been this has been one of the worst weeks that I've had on mission so far. Do you want to talk my... about that instead? Or is it not like healed yet? It's well, it's not even <laughs> that it's it's not even that it needs to be healed. It's just very like so many things are so nebulous right now. Huh. Yeah. Like of as far as what is going on like in the like next month, there's probably four or five different weekends in the next two months that I could be doing one thing or something completely different based on things that just haven't been decided yet that are either out of my control or like yeah, a lot of them are out of my control. And so I'm Welcome just Welcome to the vague cast. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not trying to be vague on purpose. I'm just like there's no point in me specifying yeah yeah because it's not really that important it's like whether or not i'm gonna go to a focus recruitment weekend or go to louisiana for mardi gras like oh fair yeah because i could be working or i could be going to louisiana and so i just i feel like i'm very stressed out and there's a lot of stuff going on and i'm trying to live mission in a new way but and i thought i was gonna have more time this semester but i don't have any time and I, i i just have so much laundry and I've got, the all these, I've got all these books that I want to read, and my laundry machine is broken, and I haven't <laughs> been to the grocery store since I've moved back to Tulsa. No. <laughs> it's just, I just, <laughs> I'm doing okay. Save doing, Ethan. I don't know what I'm doing next year. I'm getting all these job offers, like I, both ironic and unironic job offers. Yeah, you've gotten at least three half 
not ironic. Yeah, it would be great for my future discernment if Father Harrison and Father Anthony quit offering me director of evangelization positions. Like, <laughs> cut that out. It's not Stop helping. that. Stop that. <laughs> Unless you really want it, then I want to see numbers. Show me some figures. <laughs> I need you to write something down on a sticky note and slide yes. it across the table real slow, but on the non-sticky side, because then it gets stuck. We're going to a TGI Fridays. You're going to buy me some appetizers. You're going to sketchily and drunkenly write some figures on a no- napkin, and I'm going to take that zero. and bring it to my lawyer, and then you're going to have to pay me. Is the lawyer me? The, the lawyer. With a mustache? The lawyer is you I with have a mustache, mustache. In, a trench, <laughs> in a trench coat, but instead of you sitting on someone's shoulders, it's just you. It's just me in a trench coat also on someone's shoulders. Because you're already tall. But I'm like I'm like on a little kid's shoulders. Like I'm on like a ten year old shoulders. Like he's picking me up. So I don't want to be too tall. Yeah. And his name? His name? Patrick Underton. <laughs> and that little boy's name was Albert Einstein. Ah. Bam. John Lennon. That's John Lennon. <laughs> so sorry, I'm not trying to be not perky. I just uh yeah, Finn feeling a lot of pressure from a lot of different angles lately. And I don't really want to talk about it because there's real people that listen to the show that <laughs> are involved. Yeah, as opposed <laughs> to all the fake people listen to the show. Hey, if you're a fake person listening to this, could you do me a favor and log right off? Log right off. Just, just I don't want any fake listeners, man. No. All these fake listeners that don't buy our non-existent merch. So in order to cope with all of this, I've been watching Star Wars The Clone Wars on Disney+. Plus. That is the wrong way to cope with your problems, Ethan. It's, no, it's when I have time. So it's literally oh. like I'll watch one 20-minute episode a day oh, like, okay. to just take a break and be like, oh, look, there goes Obi-Wan. He's look at zooming him go. around, doing his zooming thing. Zooming around, bopping around. Yeah. There's, a, there's an arc where he pretends to be a bounty hunter, and it's, <laughs> it's actually so freaking good. Yeah. Ugh. But there is a oh I just I tweeted about this earlier. There is an episode with a witch coven that I uh-huh. was not prepared for. Space witches that do like a uh, a baptism, but it's ah, like a, it's a they, but you become a witch and they like did I I don't know if the Star Wars authors were intending this, but it was like a weird sort of like do you reject Satan and all his works? And it was like I do, you know, but I don't know what that's called the the baptismal promises the baptismal promises. But it was like a promises to the witch coven. And then they fully immersed her into this liquid, and then she came out a witch. And I always knew Star Wars was pagan. But, well, we but, knew but, it was Gnostic. Well, that's that's we do it was Gnostic, but the it's only a couple episodes. But then the Separatists come and like destroy the witch coven, and it's supposed to be painted as if like the Separatists are in the wrong. And I'm like, all right. In general, the Separatists might be wrong, but in this instance, I was rooting for them. I'm like, yeah, kill them. Yeah, get them. Get, rid get of those. Them. Get those witches. They tried to make it sad when they all died, and I'm, I'm like, a big ah. fan of. I'm just no, what? Huh? I'm a big fan of killing witches. Not yeah. like. <laughs> so, anyway, that's kind of uh, been the one thing that I've been doing to reprieve myself. Gotcha. I've never. I haven't gotten into the Star Wars. There's a couple arcs that I think are really that you would really enjoy. Okay. Um, I'll write send them you down some, on a piece of paper. I'll send you some. Slide them across <laughs> to me at the TGF Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> Season three, episode five through eight. <laughs> yeah. No, I think because some of them are like droid episodes and it's just goofy kid stuff, but some of them are like dark and uh, good. Cool. So I don't know. Kind of like, anyway, like Avatar. Kind of like. Different. Speaking of dark and good, Patrick's topic for crunch on this. Hit yeah. it with the theme song. Pat. Crunch on that. Crunch on that. It's time for crunch on that. I want to make sure my friend feels good. It's time for a crunch on that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm do not going like to do that. The, I'm not going to do the I hate this bit because I know how much you like it. <laughs> I do like it. Well, I think it's funny. 
until I get enough comments, until people actually reply to us about our show, because we have thousands of listeners, but I get approximately one comment on our show a week. Yeah, geez, guys. Or less. Feedback. Until people tell us that they hate the crunch on that bit, we're keep we're gonna keep doing <laughs> it. <laughs> until until someone until at least three people tell us they don't you like it. You can't stop me now. <laughs> hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you were mentioning you were mentioning how how guys what guys do when they get together. Uh-huh. And I just was guys being dudes. I was catching up on my catching foxes. Mm. You know how I be. Mm. Cuz you listen regularly, I go through spurts, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And um so instead of instead of texting Luke every time I have a thought on an episode, I decide to bring it to the podcast instead Welcome. because I feel like I'm annoying him by all of my comments a, on, pa- on episodes is, from like three months ago. This is just um, the Haydock commentary for Catching Foxes episodes. Yeah. So I, they, they talked about something. I texted you about this. I didn't like it at first. Mm. I came around to it. Mm. And it's about, it's about, they talked about masculinity and femininity. And as you know, this is a touch point Ugh. for me. <laughs> Harvey. Please. Harvey, got it out. Oh gosh, <laughs> um, canceled. I and they mentioned something about how they mentioned feminine cultures versus masculine cultures. Uh huh. And I was thinking about this on on the way to work today. I was like, feminine cultures versus. Ma- I didn't like that because it sounds like <laughs> if we if we say we live in a feminine culture now, everyone who's like. It's a it's just a hop skip and a jump from people who are like man our culture is messed up a, a jump to femininity is messed up right I don't like that yes um, but I do see now more than ever in the past like couple of decades These are some big statements we've moved we've moved from a patriarchal setup not in like the government but in like families uh-huh. in the family which is like the place where everyone sees society the closest right. We've moved from a patriarchal to a matriarchal. I mean, all you have to do is look at like The Simpsons, you know, the Simpsons. or Everybody Loves Raymond or Full House. It's like in none of those shows is there a positive male role model. Danny Tanner is a positive male role, but model. he's also a goofball. Uh, but I want it to be clean. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. To this it's day, like, that's one of my favorite moments on this podcast is when you said that, and I almost split in half. <laughs> what episode was that? I don't remember, but it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like even even him who has the most like, it's he's he's every woman's dream, right? He actually he? picks up after himself. You know the he he. He does the laundry. He takes care of the kids, right? But even he he's is like six foot ten. Yeah, and people make fun of him because he does. Like he's he's Seven still a butt of the joke, span. right? Yes. And 
so in none of those in none of those I mean name how many Atticus Finches are there in pop culture? You know what I mean? Mm, okay, Harry Potter's parents are dead. <laughs> Katniss's dad is dead. Katniss's dad is president. No, I'm just kidding. That's Ray's parents are dead. Are dead. <laughs> Ray's grandpa is ooh. Marlin from Finding Nemo. Okay, Marlin. That's a good one. Yeah, um, Mufasa. Um, mm. There's positive male role models out there. Ratatouille's dad. Uh, eventually. No. Really? Eventually. Eventually. Yeah, yeah, he comes around. Well, I'm sorry. Like, I mean, I mean, like where they're like constant. You know what uh, I mean? Yes. Because the protagonist constant. and like the side characters, they like go through change where they right. kind of convert. You know, whereas uh, like Will Smith, Atticus never has to convert. Will Smith in uh, the Pursuit of Happiness. Okay. Yeah, I think I don't know. I'm just I'm spitballing here. Will Smith and I am Legend. Will Smith, Will Smith and Independence everywhere. Day. Will Smith is always I think because Will he had Smith a bad and YouTube dad, Rewind 2018. I think Will Smith, because he had a bad dad experience, always tries to portray a really good dad in all of his movies, now that I think about it. I think that's awesome. Because he had, like, Uncle Phil, and there was that famous episode that everybody brings up all the time. Yeah. When, like, he's like, how come he don't want me, man? You know, and Uncle Phil gives him a big old hug. Yeah. And then he, like, is a good dad in Independence Day because he fights the aliens for his kid, and he's a good dad in I Am Legend because he fights mm-hmm. the vampires for his kid, and he's a good dad in... uh. What's another movie Will Smith is in? Bright. Oh, Men in Black 2. Men in Black. <laughs> Only the second one? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the first one I think says. that... Anyway, that's not that's important. Good, yeah. I love Will anyway. Smith. Carry on. Good dads are still hard to find, right? They, because for yeah. every good dad in pop culture, there's a line of 10 that are screw-ups. Hugh Neutron. Yeah. At, versus, like, the mom, right? It's the classic, like, Ray... Everybody loves Raymond. It's the Raymond and Deborah, like... They love each other, but he's an idiot, and she takes Deborah! care of everything. <laughs> but I want it to be messy. <laughs> um, and I just mm. right. I, I don't want to go on this rant of like, man, masculinity. We need to. We have a crisis of masculinity because it's the we're fall the the Western culture is falling apart. We have a crisis of everything, right? Yeah. But what what do what do I think we can actually tangibly do about masculine identity? I think. It's being with the boys. Whoa. Back it up. You're telling me the way to fix a culture in decline is to ball with the boys? I think, unironically and half-ironically, I think that being with the boys is the way to fix everything. Now you're interested. No way. (laughs) And I I was thinking about that one guy who gave that talk about how the boys is like something stupid and we shouldn't say it anymore. Who said that? Uh, Dr. Jonathan Reyes. Oh, yeah. He doesn't like the idea of the boys. I think that he needs to just shut up and be a boy. That's true. I mean, I I think that this this popular idea, right, of the boys, how it's a meme, but mm-hmm. people only ever do things when they're memed into doing it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people only started being wholesome on the internet when wholesome memes became a thing. Okay. Yeah. So I think, I think this this idea of hanging with the boys mm. will actually save us if. We learn how to do it correctly. So. Okay. Teach me. Drawing. That's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to talk about it with oh, you. Oh, no. <laughs> when, okay. So, like, when you. I'm here and to learn. Women who are listening to the podcast, you're already 30 minutes in. So, stick Welcome. around anyway. Why yeah. not? <laughs> Most of our audience is women. So Most of our audience is women. But, we're hey, preaching we're men. To so. Whatever the opposite of the choir is, that's who we're preaching to. 
Uh, yeah, there we go. The silent um, majority. But I had a lot of thoughts on this yesterday, okay. and they're kind of going away. I, I emailed them to you, most of all. But like, I've, t- I've, yeah, that email that I sent you. I, I, I've said this. I've said this on the podcast before. Is that masculinity is rooted in sonship and it's pointed towards yeah. fatherhood. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. and and so <clears throat> I think if we if we just get together as the boys. And even girls can be boys. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. If we get together as the boys, right, and we aren't moving towards some kind of goal, yeah. then it becomes fruitless, which I yes. think is why you were saying, like, guys eventually devolve into, not devolve, but they eventually slide into, like, who do you like? Let's figure this out now. We're going to figure this out. We're going to get it. We're going to get it done. We're going to fix it. Like, when we come together and we, even when we're talking about our feelings, we're still trying to accomplish some kind of goal. Yeah. Right. I think a lot of the a lot of the the most of the solid male friendships that I've had over the years have come about because there's some kind of shared goal. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe like if we branch ourselves out, I feel too secluded in the Catholic circle. I want to branch out and I want to make better friends that aren't Catholic so that I can you know become a more well-rounded man. It's a one-way ticket to apostasy town. <laughs> I don't know. What are your What are your thoughts on everything I just said? No, no I think you're right. I think um, good. <laughs> Podcast over. No, 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 no. I just want to figure. I want to flesh it out. I. That's not, I mean, what am I going to do? Disagree with you? No. My whole <laughs> life has been dedicated to the boys. Like, <laughs> I mean, seriously, being a missionary yeah. for two years, it's like all I do is be with the boys, or at least that's the most important and best part of my job. Sometimes I have to do emails and make phone calls and it's just, it's cheeks compared to the time that I get to spend. It's cheeks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Anyway, skip back in here, back, (laughs) back into the show. Sensitive story cut from the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) All, all cheek content has been removed. Um, I think, I was talking to my good friend Kevin recently. Shout out, Kevin. And Kevin, Kevin's very good at this. He's always been about spending time with the guys. I told you, I probably told the story on the show about how he remodeled this shed in his backyard in college and like got took out all a bunch of old furniture and like made it all super nice and it was a place for people to go and hang out. Um, and there wasn't a TV back there. It was just like it was just the shed, you know, and you can hang out in the shed. Um, and doing things like that to make your place more hospitable, doing things mm-hmm. that are a bit extra to facilitate better conversation. Alexander and I have rearranged our furniture in our house like 20 yeah. times to try and find like the best way to facilitate like because our house is laid out kind of weird. So it's just like what I yeah. don't, it's not very clear what the best option is because um, we got a front room and then a dining room and then a back room. But the back room is carpeted and the other rooms are hardwood and the back room is not the most comfortable place because it's cold in the winter and hot in the summer. And so it's like, and it's all the way at the back of the house. So you want people to walk all the way to the back. You feel covered. It's just whole thing. So yeah. anyway, but I think that deep friendship is so important to bringing back like any semblance of a healthy culture. Mm-hmm. And I think a lack of friendship is at the root of our problem. Because we can talk about all all sorts of number of things of like, oh, absent fathers, broken families, post-Christian thought, 
whatever, like the effeminated, yeah. feminization of the church or whoever is saying dumb things. But I think it's all because <laughs> um, men don't have deep friendships with men and women don't have deep friendships with women, which means that the marriages between men and women are not as good. And yeah. so it like, cause it starts, it doesn't start with marriage, right? As much as we want no. to say like, oh, we just have to fix marriages. No, you need to start making good friends with people now. Mm-hmm. You're 16, 17, 18, could be in your early twenties. Doesn't matter. But the friendships that you make where you actually share yourself with somebody, share your life with somebody, be vulnerable with somebody, that's what's going to make you a better husband or a better wife. And that's going to make your friend a better husband or a better wife. And I think especially for men, they need this because they don't mm-hmm. necessarily know how. For women, it's a l- little bit easier just based on how women communicate and how they share feelings. For men, what you were talking about, they need a shared goal. And so it has to be, it can even be, the shared goal can even be, we go and play basketball every week. Yeah. That's the or shared goal. we are getting a beer now. Yes. But in that, you can't just devolve into talking about sports, politics, women, the weather. You have to say like, hey, How's your, how's your semester going? How's your year going? How's your month going? What's up with your relationship? What's going on with this person? What's going on with that person? Are you happy? Where do you want to go? Do you want to move somewhere? Like you need to be able to ask good questions and you, if you're being asked those questions, you have to be willing to answer them honestly and not just shrug it off so you can bring up the next ESPN notification that you're getting on your phone. Um, Because yeah. it's, it's all pointless. Like you can talk for hours and hours and hours about those things and feel like you have friends. But then you'll realize, like, oh, I'm so lonely. Why am I so lonely? And you have, you'll have this moment where it's like, wow, does anybody really know me? Does anybody really care about me? Because it seems like they only care about my views in sports or, like, how fun it is to do stuff with me. They don't, they don't actually know who I am. Yeah. And that's what we want to avoid. Does any of that match up with what you were saying? It or are does. those just the, the rambling thoughts of a strange, sad man? No, it's good. When I think... This past year, I've grown as a man more so than I've grown in a while. But I think, and I think it's because for the first time, I am in a place where I am the only 20 year old. No, <laughs> kind of, right? Like, there are very few young people around. I lost Ethan. Ethan, where'd you go? I'm going to back up a little bit. So. I've been thinking about that complementarity thing for a long time. I've been crunching on that since I was a freshman. I've been talking about it since I was a freshman. And I think I'm realizing now that although I love talking about the theory of it, it really comes down to practicality. And I'm noticing how to live that practicality now more than I have in the past few years. And I think it's because I'm at a parish. So like, Interesting. For a while, for eight years, my Catholic community has been not only customizable, but entirely unigenerational. Right? Like, I could be friends with whoever I wanted. If I didn't like a certain group, I just had to stop hanging out with them and find another group of like-minded young adults like me mm. or high schoolers like me. And it was completely, it was completely unigenerational in the sense that like, it was only people that were young millennials around my age. Right, we have the same life experiences, the same habits, the same this, that, and the other thing. Right, but now I work every day with a bunch of different people. Right, like I work like a bunch of different generations. Well, maybe mainly one, but still, it's different. Right, mm-hmm. and I talk to and hang out with for at least two to three hours a week, 
a bunch of young high school kids, right? And so I have this experience of being mentored and being a mentor. Mm. I think that's made me more a better man by like being learning how to be taught by someone and learning how to teach, right? And it's because it's this non it's a non-familial community, right? It's like it's not my relatives because sometimes that can be like the same the same same old same old, right? Um but now it's it's a place where like even when I go to the Knights of Columbus meeting, I'm actually going to the Knights of Columbus tonight. I'm getting my third degree. Hey. Bit. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Um I'm just hanging out literally it was it was funny because I was like I was kind of apprehensive about joining the Knights. I was like, I don't know. It's like it's gonna be weird. I remember the nights at my Do I really wanna be selling sausage for the rest of my life? I mean, Handing out Tootsie rolls and yes, praying I the rosary. Actually, that selling sounds like sausage a dream. sounds great. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I and I, I went to my first night's meeting and I, I got I did the thing and we walked out we walked out into the into the parish the church basement and there's just Miller Light and pizza and a bunch of old dudes. And I was like, you know what? Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> And what's so cool, they were, they were just talking to me, and one of them was like, one of them was like three in, and he was like, you know, man, you're my brother now, and you're always going to be my brother. I'm like, yeah, wow. Kenny, yeah, I'm going to be your brother forever. But that's so dope. Though. Isn't that cool? Who's, and it's like, this guy is old enough to be my grandfather. My papa. But he considers me a brother, a brother. in that sense. Mm-hmm. And it's like that relationship, right? And even the uh, the middle school youth minister that I work with, he and I have developed a really solid friendship and he's in his 50s. He has a... I think he has a kid my... No, he doesn't have a kid my age. He could have a kid my age. But anyway. Um, and this like intergenerational thing is so important in community. Mm. And it's important in community and it's also important in becoming a good man. And I... Okay, we can even say becoming a good woman. <gasps> to the point where I'm excited... I don't want to talk too much about femininity because I'm not a woman. But to the point where I was actually like, you know what? I'm actually excited to be like a man. I'm excited to become like a fully fledged man, right? Um, hmm. And it's not it's not anything that a book will make me feel right, like Wild at Heart, as whatever that book. I, I don't want to dunk on it too hard. Whatever that book is about, because nobody really knows. Yeah, it's like whatever that book does, right? It's like that book can't make me feel like a man. And even what it says doesn't have, like, there's one line in there that says women can't make you feel like a man. And I was like, I don't, I don't know about that. But, um, I will say that to a high schooler. Please don't date when you're in high school. (laughs) Um, hey, what was I saying? Oh yeah. I was excited to become that for other people in the future. I was like, man, I can't wait to be like 60 and have like a mentee that's like a 20 year old because i i want to give to other people the way Mm -hmm. that i've been given right Mm -hmm. and i'm like even even now as a as a as a high school youth minister right i'm like man i can't wait for you guys to grow up and be able to do this for other people and so i think that i think that when we talk about community especially as young adults we need to understand that young adult groups isn't where it stops it isn't yeah it isn't where it starts either so I think, yeah, and I think the official position of this podcast now is join the Knights of Columbus I think to make it better. <laughs> I think what you're getting at is that the <laughs> core of any community is discipleship. Okay, yeah. So, like, you can't have a good community if you're not learning, right, if you're not being led. And so there's that, a difference between disciple, peer discipleship and, mm-hmm. like, mentor discipleship. Exactly. 
So Kenny or whoever, right? Yeah. In some small way is going to disciple you through his friendship being three millers in because he's got a lot of life experience that he can share with you, you know? Yeah. And you are teaching the teens how to be discipled, right? You're preparing them to be receptive to mm-hmm. um, the faith for their whole life. So you're preparing them for a life of discipleship. It's kind of hard to intentionally disciple teenagers when you're an adult, you know? Yeah. But you're pre- <laughs> that's your role is to prepare them for that so that when they go to college, when they go out on their own, they can start to receive it in a more mature and independent way. Um, but you're also teaching them how to how to do it with each other, you know? Sorry, let me... <laughs> Let me rephrase. <laughs> You're also teaching them how to live discipleship peer to peer. It's 2020 in the Catholic no one, Church. No one was thinking that until you said until you reached. Uh, well, it's just because of the hand motions that I was doing that I thought was kind of oh, dangerous. Oh, fair. Yeah, this is exactly what it looks like. I, well, I've never. I don't know. I'm not married yet, but <laughs> I didn't take freshman biology. I, I didn't take any going. biology. So I think I'm not married. We we want the community. We don't want any of the discipleship because discipleship requires carrying a cross and suffering and pain and admitting that you're wrong and starting over and changing. Um, yeah. And what people, people don't really want Christian community. This is the thing that pisses me off. People, <laughs> people don't really want Christian community. They want something that is exactly suited to their desires and needs. Yeah. Which just doesn't exist. And so we should stop trying to give people that and be like, well, if they don't have this, then they're not going to show up. Forget those people. They don't actually want what you're offering. Yeah. I'm not, for, don't forget them, but bring them in in a way that will show them like, hey, you're not here just to be pleased. You're not here just to get what you want. You're here because this is what's best for you and it's going to be good and it's going to have benefits and it's going to be very joyful and very happy. But mm-hmm. it's also going to be really hard and you're going to have to carry this cross. And if you're not ready to carry this cross, how can we help you be ready to carry it? Yeah. Um, and so I, I see this argument uh, on Twitter sometimes. Yeah. With like so theology on tap, right, is a is a program that's suited for I think 18 to 40, 39. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Um and people always complain about two things. One, they complain about the 70-year-old who comes anyway. Who cares? Who cares? right she can it's a rest it's a public restaurant they can go where they want um and they also complain about they also complain that people feel like people that are in like the married to 39 right so people who are married with kids up to 39 right they feel like excluded from theology on tap or other young adult events because like it's because theology on tap is a ruse for people to hook up meet catholics yeah so i would hate that i would just can everybody wear a chastity belt? Yes, this is the plan. Um, <laughs> the and people were complaining about this on Twitter, and I was like, "Hey, like parishes don't have like a, a a group for for people who are married." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, you have cars. Go you to each other's go, houses. Go to each other's houses. Have each other like have a play date and go watch to the each park. other's kids. It's actually not rocket science." People this don't is literally know just having a friendship. I don't understand what's so hard. People don't know how to be friends because they have all that they need with technology and it's ruining our brains and our souls. I, I have so much I have so much trouble with like my teenagers because I'm like I can't I can't like have them all be like I can't go hang out with them during the day. You know, it has to be on Sunday with a ton of core team members like at church, like it has to be at church, right? 
And like that's that's fine. That's good. It's just a limitation of high school youth ministry. Mm-hmm. I would be so I cannot I would love to do young adult ministry and just invite people out for lunch in the middle of the day and just one on one talk to them. It's the best. It'd be it'd be it's great. It's awesome. Right? Yeah. And like there's so much freedom. I just don't understand why people can't just do that. But Patrick, I'm an introvert. Listen, so was Jesus. Je- you know, know how much time he spent alone on a mountain? So much time alone. <laughs> so much time alone on a mountain. Um, <laughs> he would he'd be with the crowds all day, and he'd be like, "You guys all go across this river or this lake. I need yeah, to go across cl- this river. I, I need, need to, to climb to. a mountain, and then I'm going to become like a ghost, and I'm going to freak all of you out." <laughs> introvert things. It's a prank. Just a prank, bro. It's a prank, bro. <laughs> Not a ghost. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I think... Patrick, I think you're exactly right. I think I'm on... I'm, I, I, I don't know exactly what this has to do with masculinity and femininity, except for the fact that when you become a good Christian, you will become fully who you are. Mm. Namely, you will become fully man or fully woman. What I think this has to do with masculinity and femininity is... If you don't know how to be friends with someone, it's hard to be a man or a woman. Because mature people have deep friendship. That's what marriage is. That's what a Ooh. relationship with God yeah. is. That's what uh, even a relationship with your children is um, at some point, right? Like, yes, mother to mother and father to son or daughter is not exactly a friendship in the same way that a friendship with you exists with me. But eventually, right, the goal is to be friends with your children, and have because you are all brothers and sisters in Christ, right? You, I'm first. I'm yeah. yeah. I'm a brother in Christ with my dad before he is my father because we have the same baptism, you know. Yeah. And so it's like, but we don't always look at it that way. But that's that's the whole thing. That's what Jesus talks about in John 17 all the time. John all, in all everywhere. Jesus just talks about being wanting to be friends with us and wanting to have deep friendship with yeah. us. And so the fact that we're losing, I think that's the the bigger threat that nobody's really talking about is that we're losing out on how to be friends because we've been served it on a platter by the church for so long because the church is so desperate to not lose members that it's like, you can come to this event, please, well, at least we'll all be together. And then like people go and then they get the thing and they're convinced that they have friendship now. And then they go home and they're alone and they feel sad and they turn to pornography or they turn to other things and they're like wow why am i so lonely why am i such a sinner how come the church isn't here for me and then yeah. it's just it's terrible and so i think the church it's needs all to, in the name of pre-evangelization the church needs to pull back on state like events and put more effort into teaching people how to be friends again pre-evangelization you know what i mean when i say pre-evangelization right it's those social events those things that people bring people to it's supposed to be low entry low threshold for entry for people who aren't believers maybe but they want to get involved with the community etc pre-evangelization is like a semicolon everyone uses it but no one knows how to use it correctly (laughs) i I saw it on on this forum that i'm on someone was like catholic i'm trying to live out the new evangelization what catholicmoms.com yeah, it was Catholic. It was CatholicMoms.com. <laughs> I was like, I'm trying to live out the evangelization, the new evangelization of my parish. Our priests are young and like to work out, so I was thinking about having like a basketball night. And I'm like, that's not the new evangelization. That's just a rec club. That's not what Pope John Paul II meant. And that boy liked to ski. I'm sure he would have dunked on all of us if he wasn't like. Five Stop getting two. sweaty with other men and calling it the new evangelization. <laughs> Ethan Stevie, stop doing it. It's. I don't know. The new evangelization 
first, well, I know what the new evangelization is. It's reaching people who have lost a living sense of the faith. So if you're a not evangelization of the baptized, yes. If you're not doing that, it's not the new evangelization. It can be something that's good, but don't call it the new evangelization just because there's like a multimedia event. <laughs> um, Stereophonic multimedia event. <laughs> the new evangelization. The new evangelization in Technicolor. Say boo. <laughs> okay. Wait, that's such a good meme. Thank you. All right. You so can, you can make it. That's free. You don't even have to Venmo. That's, that's free. It, hey, hey, it's free content. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think the, the moral of this story is everyone everyone just go like go next door to your neighbor's house and be like, hey, we live next door to each other and we've never spoken. Would you like to come over for a drink sometime? Unless, of course... You're a single person, you live alone, and that person is of the opposite gender. Don't do that. That might be a date. Um, ask him out for a date. Then ask him out on a date. There was a girl when I was in college, I've told you about this, where I went up to her and I said, hey, nice dog, but it was a cat. <laughs> You've never told me about that. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. I always saw her because she lived in the apartment like behind us. But there was a yard in front, and so I'd always park in the front, and our house was in front, but sometimes she'd be out in the front. And I would see her, and we would, like, smile and wave, whatever. And then one day I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to talk to her. Because she was cute, and I knew that she worked at the the coffee shop in town that I would go to. And so we had a rapport. And so I went up, and I was like, all right, this is it. That was going to be my breakthrough moment where we, like, really forge a, a bond. And I said, nice dog. And she turned to look at me. She goes, this is a cat. <laughs> <laughs> then why are you walking it on a leash? Jeez. I'm not the weird it one was, you are. It was a big cat. <laughs> and so Was it a leopard? Yeah, so I tried that once. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I tried that once and it uh it didn't work out too well. So ever since then I've never talked to a stranger. Ever since then I've never talked to a woman. I've never talked My to a woman. My mom's like, "Hey, Ethan, how was your semester?" and you just go, "Sorry, it's mom, like, I hey, can't talk." Hey, dad, tell mom how my semester was. <laughs> I had a bad experience with a cat. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? Um we were talking about how people should talk to each other. Speaking of that, oh, man, we're an hour and six minutes in. That's okay. fine. That's fine. I don't want to do the dating corner. All right. Do the dating corner. We're doing the dating corner. Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner, starring, if I can find... We can always push it off for the next week if you want to push it off for the third week in a row. No, we're not pushing it off. If the internet will load... It's here, right Now who needs a faster Wi-Fi connection? Five, four, three, two, one. I have two questions. Question one. How does a man like me navigate the flirting that exists in Catholic culture? More specifically, how do I understand if a woman is flirting with me or if they are just loving charitably without the intention of dating? Look down at her feet. If her feet are pointed towards you, that means that um, Get out of here with that pickup artist Facing you. If her feet are facing away from you, that means, that means she she's, she's is facing away, away from you. <laughs> um, yeah, I think flirting. How can I understand if a woman is flirting with me? If she grabs your head and kisses you on the lips, she's probably flirting with you. But even then, it's hard to tell. But even then, it's it's really hard to tell. So you probably don't. She might she might have tripped. She might have tripped. She might have done it on accident. She might have been grabbing your head for balance and then like. She was um, surprised 
and so she fell forward yeah. and her mouth was open right and, and it just happened to as her as her screams rang out she shouted into your throat <laughs> um, and that was the most intimacy you've ever experienced yeah welcome to the podcast i would say when it comes to uh flirting it's really hard to to be absolutely positively sure um unless flirt back unless she's works. like calling you every day and texting you every day um but even then you know she might be have she might have a wrong number or something so it's really hard to say like whether or not it's <laughs> whether or not <laughs> have, actually you, have you seen that video too yeah yeah yeah. this <laughs> <laughs> is funny um i think I think dating is bad. No, hold on, back it up. I think <laughs> <laughs> I think we should only court. I think um, dating is good. Um, how can I understand if a woman is flirting with me, loving and charitably? I think you you ask her out, and if she says yes, then she wants to date you, and if she says no, then she doesn't. Like this is on you, dog. This is a man that sent me this message. So it's true. Yeah, if you if you like a woman and you think she's flirting with you, ask her on a date. If you don't like her and you think she's flirting with you, ask her on a date because it's just coffee. And you'll be fine. Yeah. This is this is a I I think this is a misconception that I lived my entire life with. Yeah. It's that you don't need to it's the lawyer paradox with uh-huh, dating. Uh-huh. The lawyer rule is don't ever ask a question you don't know the answer to. Mm. Men ask men men take that when they ask women out for dating they don't they don't want to ask them a question unless they know it's gonna they be know that yes. she's gonna say yes the best some of the most memorable and exciting times of my life was when i was preparing to ask a girl out and i didn't know if she was gonna say yes or no and i was yeah. just so gassy and so nervous and like sweating <laughs> and it was terrifying but when she says yes it's like it's amazing and it's so great yeah. you know you climb a mountain you're you, so you really you feel yeah. like you could flip a truck like it's just mm-hmm. the best feel like who needs half marathons just run around asking women out <laughs> I'm kidding. Saving. That's not good advice, man. When like yeah, like when I asked out Phoebe for the first time, like we still tell that story because it was so. Like what I said was just so funny. What'd you say? I said. She she mentioned to me she's like I'm not sure if I'm ready to date and so I said hey Phoebe I need to ask you a question I think I've said this on the podcast I was like I have I have some advice and you're the only person who can answer this question. I think I have feelings for you, but I'm not sure if I should bring them up because you said you're not ready to date yet. So what do you think? Should I bring them up? And she was like, yeah, you should. <laughs> and then it was at 7 o'clock in the morning, by the way. Nice. This is an the most romantic time. <laughs> of course. It's the, it's, the, uh, it's the golden hour. Anyway. The golden More hour. happened, but I'll save that for another podcast. What's the second question? Look at this, look at this sandworm and then look at me. <laughs> <laughs> is that what the sandworms look like? No, that's just what... Um, Leto the second looks like after he turns oh. into a giant sandworm four thousand years after Paul Atreides' death. Um, anyway, okay. It's a, okay. After after Dune book one, uh, things get weird. Things get wild. <laughs> Frank Herbert was on something. The second question <laughs> is is not as uh, important. I think should I date someone okay. who might not be as passionate about the faith and might not be far enough spiritually? I, I want to talk about that next week because I actually have thoughts on it. So cool. Um, Stay tuned for Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner Part 2. This has been Clerically Speaking, and my name is Father Anthony Sharapa. And I'm Father Harrison Ayer. I don't know the rest of their logout, but... Um, Tell your friends about the podcast, and tell your enemies too, because Jesus said we should love our our enemies. enemies. Patreon.com slash CF. Sorry, The Crunch. I think me and Father Anthony are really going to do that arm fart podcast. That's really funny. Wait, don't don't say anything else. I'm not going to say anything else, but okay. I really think and we're going to get more listens. 
<laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm saying if you, if you combine, if you think about the math and what will happen, yeah, we will absolutely get more. <laughs> but anyway, oh, it's beautiful. Um, this has been a great episode. I'm sorry that I was kind of down in the dumpity, but uh, in the whole, the whole episode, I've just got this banging uh pressure behind my brain that's saying you have so much to get done and so many people relying on you. How on earth are you doing a podcast right now? Um, so that's been really, really fun for me. Do you want to just stop the podcast and start it over tomorrow? What? No, this is great. It was I'm a good episode. Kidding. We're done, oh, so we what? shouldn't do that. Why are you? Why? Don't take this away from me. <laughs> I did so much. I did so I much. So I hard. tried so hard. Um, Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Remember, <coughs> I'm so if sorry. If you forget to ask, if you forget to ask a girl out, you may just turn into a giant sandworm. <laughs> I don't know. Let's just move on. I got stuff to do today. We have jobs. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we'll see you all next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.